and welcome to Conversations with Anne. How have you guys been? I know I have not kept my promise of uploading weekly. Let's just say it's been a crazy two weeks, but this year is all about accountability and consistency, right? So it's all about just trying to keep promises to ourselves and even when we slip up which happens a couple of times let's not be too hard on ourselves let's keep going and keep reminding ourselves of why we do things yeah and on that note i had an amazing conversation last week and i wanted to share this conversation with you guys it's actually part of a new series that i want to start on on creators um the series is about basically creators, talking to creators and getting to know how they got into what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing, why they haven't stopped, what inspires them. Because as a creator myself, I know that sometimes, yes, we enjoy creating, but sometimes it's hard, especially trying to manage everything else. Maybe you have a job or you have school and just trying to balance it all. But I'm so excited because Kenya is becoming... A creative hub and I love it because I get I'm seeing so many people beginning to thrive from their creative talents and it's so exciting and that's what sparked my idea or rather my interest to start a series where I can talk to creative entrepreneurs get to know how they got started how they're doing how they're going about it, especially in a country that for the longest time, creative talents have not been well celebrated. And yes, we may not be like the West, but I feel like we're we're somehow getting there. We're somehow getting there. And it's pretty exciting, you know? So I had this amazing chat with this lady. She owns a brand known as Soldada. Soldada is a brand that aims to celebrate ethnic African print and also aims to celebrate and create a community that allows creators to rely, support, and empower each other in their creative pursuits. The creator is a pretty amazing person, and I've had sit-downs with her a couple of times where every time we talk, I always have to leave it with at least three or four nuggets of wisdom. She's just that inspiring. But while we had this chat, I even felt more inspired because as I listened to her journey, how she came to to create Soldada, what Soldada really aims to do, I realized that this is what we need right now, especially as Kenyans. We're currently in an age where the creative talent is really booming, or rather it's starting to boom. And I'm really excited about that because people are now starting to express themselves. People are starting to go for their dreams people are starting to actually see life beyond the traditional view of things where you had to be a doctor an architect uh just those traditional things like now people can actually make a living as a photographer and no one will look at you like oh what are you doing you know so just hearing her talk about her journey how she came to create Soldada, what she had to do to get to where she's at, was very inspiring. And I knew she, and I was so excited because she's the first person to be on this series. But also, just having her start it off really meant a lot to me. So, I'm really excited for you to get to hear this. I know I've said I'm very excited a lot of times, but I really am. And let's get right into it. Hi, Nina. Hi, Nadia. 
Welcome to Conversations with Anne. I am so excited to have you on. I'm really excited to get to know more about your story, about Zoldada, what, what it's about, and what we should be looking forward to. So we should definitely like get right into it. Okay, I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> so, Soldada, what's the deal? Like, what's the story? The beginning. Let's start from the beginning. What inspired you to start it? Well, I'd say the story of Soldada really started um, when I was in a completely different industry. So, I was in banking at that time, and this was in Asia. And looking around, um, I felt the need for more color and vibrancy in my life, particularly in the sort of dressing that uh, we wore to work. And it was a conversation really with a girlfriend of mine. And uh, she had just started her own brand, clothing brand. And we were just bouncing off ideas and we thought well it would be good to introduce ethnic african print to the asia scene uh, because our culture and our arts is is not as appreciated there as it is in the rest of the world and that's how the conversation really began hmm. okay so Based on what I know so far about Soldada is that you're all about celebrating the ethnic African print. But I also know that there's something deeper. It's not just about, like the clothes are, or okay, not actually the clothes, more like the African print is like the, yeah, the face say, yes, But the then there's like the deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so the, I'd like to know like, what that deeper reason <laughs> is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The African print or ethnic print is part of the story. I think um, an underlying goal and mission we, we've always had is to support upcoming talent and not just African talent, but um, talent globally. So we work with artists, um, graphic designers uh, to create some of these prints. And we try to adapt the prints to suit uh, different cultural tastes. So even though the core print may be geometric shapes and patterns and very bold colors, uh, we try to produce a range of products um, that are suited to the individual customers that we're targeting. But yes, it's, um, I'd say the brand is very collaborative in its approach. Um, no one person does everything for the brand. And the, the main goal or objective is to support talent, people with aspirations to either start their own brands or design their own clothes. Um, so nothing that we do is done solely by the Soul Dada organization. Oh, okay, okay. I really like that. And jumping on, from what you've said about supporting talents and starting your own brand, people with different ideas. How did it feel like when you decided, it's not easy leaving a stable job, especially in the corporate world, especially now that we're living in in an age where 
people want everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and everyone is like i don't want to do the nine to five but when you really look at it the nine to five does have its perks because it's stable it's actually the biggest perk is that it's stable (laughs) (laughs) yes and the paycheck (laughs) <laughs> the paycheck, which is the biggest and the most important thing for most people. So how did you get yourself to the point where you knew that, okay, I'm going to actually leave this job and I'm going to get into this? Like, what kind of fears did you have and how did you deal with them? and Or rather, how are you still dealing with them? Yeah, I think still dealing with them is actually more appropriate because there are moments where... I feel like I'm in a space that I can't control and that I know not much of. So every once in a while, um, I, I experience a lot of doubts about my abilities, especially being in a completely new field and industry. Uh, but I think the hugest support along my journey has been my friends and my family. Because um, a lot of people encourage me to try and give it a shot and not be in a hurry to be a success overnight. So, you know, the journey takes a lot of patience. Um, It also takes a lot of support from the people around you who believe in you, who can be, you know, your coaches and not your critics. And also for yourself uh, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's important to give you a chance. And uh, whenever I speak to any other entrepreneurs, uh, it's a very common theme uh, because we are our own harshest critics as individuals. And sometimes you have to ignore that voice or turn that voice off and tell yourself that you can do it and you should keep on trying whether you fail, whether you don't get things right the first time. I think like with any craft or skill you've got to practice and practice takes time takes patience and takes persistence Mm, okay i actually really like that and um i'm wondering okay if you're struggling with self-doubt so how then do you give yourself a chance like is it something that you keep reminding yourself of daily because I'm thinking about people who um, you have these ideas, you mm-hmm. have all these um, dreams and aspirations that you'd like to achieve. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the self-doubt and there's the imposter syndrome coming in. <laughs> but um, you're told to give yourself a chance, like what you're saying. But how do you get to that point? Is it something that you work on daily? And maybe you can give us an example of you (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have to lean in a little bit for this part of the conversation Um, what you said is absolutely right it it can be a daily struggle Um, so for example when I first did the initial samples um, I, I really didn't have a sense of what I wanted to do so I got in touch with my sister who is one of the original soul dadas, I would say. And uh, I, I asked for her help and advice. So even though I had my own doubts, just working with somebody else along the process 
helped me validate that my dreams were real and they could actually come true. And even though, you know, the initial samples that came out were not perfect, there is a satisfaction that you get from seeing your product come to life. And that keeps you going. So with, with every step that you take to challenge yourself into, you know, a different area, when you see the results, it motivates you to keep on trying and keep on perfecting whatever your goal or objective is. Mm, okay, okay. So I'm wondering, how then do you get yourself... Um, okay, how do I phrase this question? Um, hmm. So here I am, I have the idea yes. and I know what I want it to look like. Yes. And then when I get the first result, it's not what I pictured <laughs> or rather what I had in mind. And for a lot of people, they stop there, you know, because you built up all these grand ideas of what your first product would be like or what whatever venture you got into would be like. And then when you get the first time you try it out, it's not exactly what you expected. So how then do you move forward from there? Because I feel like a lot of people get stuck there and decide, you know what, this is not for me. And I know one of the things you said is that it's good to work with someone who believes in you. Yeah. Because then when you don't have that energy, when you don't have that self-belief, they're able to push you forward. But what if you don't have that person? What if you're in like a family where no one believes what you're doing or your friends don't even believe that you can do it, how then do you tap into that energy and move forward? <laughs> well, I actually think, I mean, maybe the people immediately around you may not have the same convictions that you do, but trust yeah. me, there's always somebody out there who's either tried what, what you're doing or what you're trying to do or who's an expert in their field. And I found myself having to reach beyond my immediate um, influences, so to speak. And that in itself also just, it, it takes a bit of courage to step out of your comfort zone and call somebody that you don't know at all and explain your story. But I do believe that there is always an individual, there's always a community out there and a, a group that can support you. And especially in Kenya today, there are a lot of different circles and talks that you can attend and meet like-minded people. You just have to make the effort to connect with these groups, do the search, go into the internet, read about other people's stories, because there are many case studies out there. There are many stories about individuals who've gone through a very similar challenge and situation. Mm, okay, okay. I like that. <laughs> I'm just taking notes and I'm like, okay, okay, this is what you should be doing. Okay, so... Back to soul data. Um, soul, what does soul mean? Let's begin with that. Why soul data? Well, I actually started off with a couple of different names. I think at one point mm -hmm. there was an Afro soul with S-O-U-L. And mm -hmm. um, it, it, involved, it evolved along the way because I didn't want the brand to purely be African and I wanted it to appeal to a, a broad group of people. 
And um, as I started thinking more and more about the ethos of the brand, which is really supporting talent and people coming together to create products that they love and which reflect their inner, um, I guess, passions and aspirations. Um, I picked Sol meaning son in Spanish and Dada meaning sister in Swahili. So your son sister is the person who supports you along your journey. You know, the person who gives you that little ray of sunshine when you need it most. And that's really what our community is about. People who support each other along their quests, um, either to create products or to, to accomplish their dreams and aspirations. Okay. So, Soul Dada, have you ever gotten the question whether Soul Dada is for men as well? Because, I'm, okay, I personally know that it encompasses everyone. Yes. But I'm trying to think of, like, people who would be like, but it's Soul Dada. Like, where does the man come in? Why did you choose Dada? <laughs> I know well, those people who just want to like critique everything. Yes, you do get those, and, and and I get a lot of requests for why can't we have a soul kaka, for example, which is brother in Swahili or soul ndugu. Okay. And yes, at some point, you know, I did feel like I might be alienating the Swahili speaking um, men, but mm-hmm. uh, I also recognize that you know. The essence of sisterhood is very collaborative in nature. And if you can get beyond the name and, you know, focus on the brand and focus on what we do and focus on our products, then you get to realize that it's a universal brand and it's gender agnostic. Yes, the name might mislead you initially, but I think as you get to understand the brand a little better and appreciate the products that we have to offer, um, it becomes a non-issue. I definitely agree, especially now that we're living in a very gender, I don't want to say fluid, but very gender <laughs> open <laughs> society where anything goes. I don't think we should be so focused on the name. Instead, we need to be more focused on what exactly the brand is about. What is it going for? What, like, what, what's behind what they're doing, you yes. know? Anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't think we've actually talked about what Soul Dada does. <laughs> we and haven't. I feel like, yeah, we actually haven't. <laughs> Can you imagine? So, <laughs> like, what products are you selling, or what should we expect from Soul Dada? So I've started off with creating a series of prints on um, different textiles for apparel, uh, mainly mm-hmm. predominantly activewear or leisure wear. So I have um, a few styles for gym wear, for sports, uh, you know, or for just yoga or other activities. Um, in addition to that, I've developed uh, a number or oh, I've worked with, actually, I've worked with other designers to develop um, a few casual dresses and jackets. Um, I'm, this year, I'll be introducing a men's line. Uh, so predominantly sweatpants and hoodies. Um, and it, they'll be unisex, actually, I think, for, for a lot of uh, the clothing in that line. 
So whether you're male mm-hmm. or female, you should be able to appreciate the styles. And um, hopefully before the year is up, there'll be footwear as well in the different prints. Well, that's really exciting. It is exciting. Solkaka is coming. Solkaka <laughs> yeah, is coming, not in name. but yes, in not in name, but the products are coming. Yes. Yeah. That's really exciting. But then I also know that there's something even more exciting about Soldada, and that's your blog side, your blogging side, where Sun Stories comes in. So why Sun Stories? Let's start with what Sun Stories is, and then why did you decide to have Sun Stories as a, um, what's the word, like a, an important element of who Soldada is? Well, I think this this also goes back to your earlier questions about, you know, what if as an individual, uh, you get stuck along your journey and you're looking for inspiration or you're looking for support. Uh, so some stories will really be articles that capture individual journeys. It could mm-hmm. be entrepreneurial or other. It could be challenges people are facing. Uh, but the idea of some stories is to highlight raw and authentic stories about life, personal development, health and fitness, you know, entrepreneurship, and to give people hope that, you know, their journey is not exclusively theirs. There are other people who have gone through the same journeys and hopefully in reading these stories, uh, they can feel encouraged and supported. Okay, so I'm thinking if there are people who want to write for Sun Stories, how should they go about it? If they want to, is it, will it be the Soldada team that contributes their stories or are you open to having more people, anyone who wants to share their journey and how should they go about it? I think um, we, we want to feature as many people as possible and as many ordinary people as possible. Not everybody's a success story, but we're all out there trying to achieve something with our lives. Uh, so if you'd like to contribute to some stories or share your story, then I encourage you to write to us. You can email us at connect at imasoldada, which is I-M-A-S-O-L-D-A-D-A dot com. Share your story um, as a team within the Soldada community. We'll work with you, maybe edit your story, ask you for additional details, perhaps even interview you. So it may be a podcast, it may be a video blog, or it could be a written article. But we encourage everybody to share their stories. Yay, that's great. So for all my listeners you've had, if you actually want to contribute your story, just send that email and we'd really like to get to know more about your story, right? Yes. So back to you, Nina. (laughs) This is the point you're going to say because you don't really like personal questions, but I'm going to just be that mean person who does it. She laughs nervously. I know. <laughs> no, it's actually a really general question. Um, when did Soul Dada start, first of all? I'd when did you say, start? Uh, the conversations about the brand 
actually working on the brand started in 2016. Um, but when I when I think back about my life and my much younger life, so when I was a, a teenager, I very much was interested in fashion and design, particularly for um, the African woman, um, mm-hmm. because as you know, many of us can appreciate, uh, we come in all shapes and sizes. And a lot of times, you know, some of the clothes that you buy from department stores are not necessarily cut to suit our sizes, which may be why, you know, our tailor, our independent tailor culture is quite prevalent in our community because almost everything needs to be customized. And I remember very much at that point, I think I was about 14 or 15, thinking that it would be nice to start a clothing brand predominantly for, you know, the African woman. Of course, you know, this is maybe a few decades later and there are brands out there that have acknowledged that there's a need for, you know, this community to have special or customized cuts and styles. Uh, So I guess I'm a little late in that journey, but the aspirations to create, you know, a clothing line did start a while ago. Mm. So if if it started a while ago, technically that was when when you were fourteen. Yes. Why did you not pursue it? Well, now I'm really digging in deep. I think, like, <laughs> <laughs> like with um a, a lot of us, uh, you have certain aspirations when you're younger, and uh, sometimes you know you don't feel like you've got um, the right tools or skills uh, to carry them through. And depending on what you study in university, life drives you down a certain path. Uh, for me, you know, there was a series of events, and that path happened to be business studies followed by banking. And for a long time, I was comfortable within the career. I loved what I was doing. I enjoyed much of it. Um, But then again, life happens and you come to a fork in the road and you start to remember some of the dreams and aspirations you used to have and you figure, why not? Mm, I like that. Why not? That should actually be on one of you. (laughs) It should be like, why not? (laughs) I think you it's can write a, a blog about that, Nadia. Yeah, I should. Why and you should, not? You can, yeah, and you can also write one because it's such a, like, it sounds like such a simple statement, but it's so heavy and so profound. Like, why not? Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's really sad because a lot of people would really love to say that. But when you think about, your life and you think about maybe all the responsibilities you have yeah. you end up feeling tied to what you don't necessarily enjoy Absolutely. and I'm not really the person who says that you need to enjoy everything that you do but I feel like you should always at least have that one thing that really sparks joy into your life you know yes I agree completely yeah. and that's what holistic living is about so yeah it's because mm-hmm. of um uh, the demands that life has of you, your responsibilities. Um, I think there's a need for a stable career at some point, but you can you can yeah. always complement that with your own hobbies and passions. If you look yes. at some of the most successful um, or what we call successful individuals, 
um, a lot of them dapple in very many different areas, right? They're not mm. just involved in one area. And yes, there is a place for mastery of a specific skill and being known for one thing, but it doesn't have to be the only thing you do. Like I'm very much a believer in a portfolio of careers. So whereas wow. you may start off working in one industry, doing one job, there's no reason why you can't do either something as a freelance or consult in a specific area and build skills based on your abilities, because we're all born with a multitude of talents. And what happens along the way is uh, we tend to start focusing on one or the other, but the talents never die. They're always with us. And all it takes is, you know, that extra interest and that extra effort um, to go back to what your natural talent is and, you know, hone those skills. Hmm. I think the issue could be that we're taught that or rather we're encouraged to pursue just one thing. Yes. So if you're doing many things, it's strange. It's like, why is she always doing so many things? Why is he always doing so many things? Why can't he just stick to one thing? Exactly. So when you bring, when you bring around the idea of portfolio of careers, it looks like you're not stable, you know? Like, why were you a chef and then you went and became a driver, then you became a what? You know, like, people are like, why are you not stable? <laughs> no, but the beauty is that the world has moved on now and you find a lot more individuals pursue their passions at different stages in life and they try mm -hmm. something new and something challenging. And I believe that's how you grow as a person. The more you expose yeah. yourself to, the better you become. So you can keep that initial, you know, area that you've decided to focus on, uh, but you can supplement it as well. Hmm. I really like that. <laughs> I feel like I keep doing that, but I like everything. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what's the best advice you've ever received in your journey so far and the worst advice? Worst advice is a little tough because I think all advice has its place. So, no, you know this like, that advice that you're just like, really? <laughs> well, I'd you say know? the worst, the worst mm -hmm. advice is people telling you to stick with what you know. Yeah, and you get exactly. a lot of that. You, you get a lot of people saying, you know, that's not going to work or you're never going to succeed. What do you know about it? And mm -hmm. that, I think, for me, I, I would say is the worst advice. And the best mm. advice is, you know, the flip side. And I remember having a conversation with a friend, um, and this was when I was still banking, and perhaps he sparked something in me. Uh, but he also used to be in banking, and he changed his career completely, and he became a photographer and a very successful one at that. Uh, oh, wow. So in the conversation, uh, he kept on repeating a phrase which I will continue to remember. He says, you'll never know if you never go. Ooh. And I remember thinking about that phrase and I was like, you know what? He's right. So there's no point discouraging myself if I haven't even mm. tried. So it's better to have tried and failed than not to have tried at all. I know that sounds so cliche, but it is true. It, but it's true. <laughs> 
most cliche stuff is only yes <laughs> oh my gosh i really really like really really like that like i feel like i'm going to steal it and just put it everywhere you i think i'm giving know. you ideas for your next blogs yeah like i'm just everything is just sparking i'm like okay why not you'll never know if you don't go <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad to have inspired you <laughs> well thank you um <laughs> i was going to ask you something and then i don't remember well, that's which is not good. a good thing <laughs> i don't mind because i have a feeling it was going to be another very personal question no 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 okay maybe it was <laughs> um why am i not remembering it <laughs> okay i was going to ask in during from the beginning when you started mm-hmm. um are there any like i know we touched on this before when we were talking about fears but are there like some prevalent fears that you've had consistently i'd probably just like to know maybe one or two and how you let me not say how you deal with them but mm-hmm. yeah i'd actually like to know how you deal with them i know we talked about this but we didn't really like get deep into it and i think fear is something that really holds a lot of people back because you you want to start something you want to go for something and yes you keep pumping yourself up with all these quotes and all these cliche terms but for some people they just never make that jump and for others you see them having those fears and they're still making that jump so at what point do you decide you know what i'm I may as well feel the fear and go for it. Another cliche term, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd call it a fear per se, but yes, okay, let's use the term fear. I think when you start off with your business, be it a product or service, uh, one of the, the things that keeps on running through your mind, especially if you don't have an alternative source of income, is whether people will appreciate your product or service enough to pay for it. So mm. that's constantly a thought at the back of your mind. What if I'm just making a whole bunch of clothes for myself to fill my wardrobe? And, <laughs> you know, you can, you can either let that deter you if you don't make inroads immediately, or you can use it as a learning experience. So yes, I have products that people look at and say they like, but still don't buy. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should make changes. Maybe I should completely uh, revamp my strategy and focus on a completely different set of products. Um, But then I say, no, I'm sure if, if I like my products and I believe in my products, then somebody out there will as well. So I have to change my marketing strategy. I have to change my messaging. I have to change my sales, sales strategy and reach out to like-minded people. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of effort to get your product known. Sometimes I walk around with uh, my wares, as you very well know. And I'm literally yeah. going door to door, showing people what, what I make and asking them if they're willing to carry the product. So I think the fear that, you know, your idea is not feasible or will not come to any commercial conclusion is real and it's constant for any entrepreneur. 
Because at the end of the day, we're not just artists. We want to be successful business people. And that means, you know, you, you have to have a viable um, business strategy. True. Very true. Did you have any moment where you just wanted to quit? Like you just wanted to pack up? Are there moments <laughs> where you a job? Almost every week. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, uh, it's a constant thought I have, uh, you know, a lot of times I feel overwhelmed and I feel like, I don't know if this is going to work. And, you know, you spend so much time and you feel like you're not getting the results. Um, so from time to time, I do want to pack up and do something completely different, but then the mm -hmm. inner coach steps in. And sometimes when my inner coach isn't uh, as convincing, then I have to go to people outside who are also, you know, my fans and who support mm -hmm. me. And they also give me that, that extra uh, motivation to keep on going. Mm. So the biggest thing is to surround yourself with people that support you. Absolutely. And I think that's true of anything in life. You want to be supported um, along your individual aspirations and keep out all the negative energy. Hmm. That's me taking it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, I'm really happy that I had this conversation with you, Nina. So am I. I like Thank you. Just, yeah, I feel like we've, I've gotten to know you a little bit better. You know, like I already know you, but yes. like now I'm getting to know you like even more. And I'm really excited to know, to see where Soul Daddy is going to get to, what you're going to achieve. I'm excited for the footwear because I'm always thinking how we need Kenyan footwear brands. And I really love the idea that, um, actually not the idea, I love the fact that a lot of Kenyan brands are starting to come up now yeah. and people are actually starting to appreciate Kenyan brands. It's not just about um, looking outside and thinking how Kenya has nothing. Yeah. I really like the fact that a lot of people now, actually in the past what, two years, people have really come up and people are supporting Kenyan brands. And I really hope that it's something that keeps growing because we can be a force to be reckoned with. I see Kenyans and I'm like, people are so creative. Yes, they are. There's a lot Even of talent here. Yeah, there is. So where can people find Soldada products? Well, at where the moment, we're purely online. Um, I am talking to a few retailers to see if they can carry some of the items. Uh, but our website is almost up and ready, and you can buy directly from www.imasoldada, which is I-M-A-S-O-L-D-A-D-A.com. Or even just check out some of our products on Instagram at I'm a Soul Dada. Well, you better do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Last word. Your last word and my last question is what advice would you have for someone that wants to do what you're doing? And it doesn't even need to be like the exact industry but just wants to go for their dream, wants to go for their idea, what's, what would you tell them? Well, I'd tell them they definitely need to give it a try. 
again, you never know if you never go. And if you find it too difficult to do it by yourself, find a support group, find a support system. There's a lot of people out there, including the Soul Data community. So if you need, you know, that extra push and motivation, please do get in touch with us. Um, I'm sure somebody in our fabulous team of talent will be happy to listen to your ideas and give you uh, a lot of positive reinforcement. Oh, Nina, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I am really happy I did have you on, on Conversations with Anne. It's been a great conversation. And hopefully the start of many. Sorry? And hopefully the start of many. Yes, definitely. I look forward to what Soldada will bring and offer. And yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you too, Nadia. Have a good day. You too. And there we have it, guys. What did I tell you? Nina is an amazing, inspiring, and very talented creator. I told you that once you listen to her, you just have so many nuggets of wisdom. And if you're like me, you were probably noting down some things. But I'd just like to share three things that really stood out for me. The first thing is... You need to have a support system. You need to really look around and see who you surround yourself with because who you surround yourself with really matters, especially in moments where you doubt yourself, where you don't feel like carrying on, where you have zero motivation. You need people who will be your cheerleaders, people who believe in you and will keep pushing you. The second thing is don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and reach out to people who are either doing what you're doing or or are doing something similar to what you're doing because you should never be afraid to ask for help and that's one thing i really like and have learned from nina that you always have to be relentless in what you want keep asking for help don't be afraid don't think that you know everything because in reality we don't really know everything and there's nothing wrong with asking for help so don't be afraid step out of your comfort zone and reach out to those people you know the last thing is you have to keep believing in yourself. Even in moments where you don't believe you can do anything, your inner coach can always step in to support you. Just like Nina said, her inner coach stepped in and when it and when it didn't work, her surround her surrounding system, her support system stepped in. So having that inner coach is really important because there are moments where your support system may not be able to give you that energy but your inner coach can sum it up and remind you why you're doing what you do and lastly the two things that i really loved the two quotes why not and you'll never know if you never go so guys i really hope you felt inspired from this conversation if you have an idea you have a dream a passion go for it you know like just like nina's friend said you'll never know if you never go Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with N and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.